princess to this high place of kings. Ker Kadan was where the royal stone was kept. It was the place of acclamation, and thus the only place the high king insisted where his heir could be born. Norwenna screamed, and the high king lifted his great head from among the firs, and listened in hope that his kingdom would have an heir again. "'You should not be on the ramparts, high lord,' Bishop Bedwin said." But High King Uther, the Pendragon of Britain, would not move. He wanted to be on Ker Cadan's ramparts, so he could gaze across the icy land and up into the middle air where the demons lurked. But Bedwin was right. The High King should not have been standing guard against demons on this hard night. Uther was old and sick. Yet the kingdom's safety depended on him. He had been vigorous only six months before, but then... Mordred, his heir and most beloved of his sons, had been cut down by a Saxon broadaxe beneath the hill of the White Horse, and a kingdom without an heir is a cursed kingdom. But this night, if the gods willed, Uther's heir would be born to Mordred's widow. "'All is being done, Bedwin?' Uther asked. "'All, High Lord, all,' Bishop Bedwin said." He was the king's most trusted counsellor, and, like the princess Norwenna, a Christian. Norwenna, protesting at being moved from the warm Roman villa in nearby Lindinis, had screamed at her father-in-law that she would only go to Ker Cadarn if he promised to keep the old god's witches away. She had insisted on a Christian birth, and Uther, desperate for an heir, had agreed to her demands. Which was why I was there. I was a child on the edge of manhood, an errand-runner, who crouched frozen beside the king's chair on the ramparts of Ker Cadarn. I had come from Inniswidrin, Merlin's Hall, which lay on the northern horizon. My task, if ordered, was to fetch Morgan and her helpers, who waited in a hovel at the foot of Ker Cadarn's western slope. The princess, Norwenna, might want Christ's mother as her midwife, but Uther was ready with the older gods if that newer one failed. And the Christian god did fail. Norwenna's screams became fewer, but her whimpering more desperate, until at last Uther tapped my head. Go, boy, he said. And I twisted out of his shadow, leapt down and raced across the moon-shadowed whiteness to the western gate. Lady Morgan, I shouted as I neared the hovel. Lady Morgan! The hovel door was flung open, and her gold-masked face shone in the moonlight. Go, she screeched at me, go! Set the fires, devil! Bishop Bedwin protested, but the high king turned on his counsellor in a rage, and his priests were ordered to carry wood to the ramparts until fires blazed huge in the night to keep the evil spirits from this place where a princess and her child were dying. Morgan, Sabeel, Nimue, and one girl child went into the hall, while High King Uther raised his eyes to the dying moon and prayed he had not fetched Morgan too late. Morgan was the first of the four bastards the High King had whelped on Egrain of Gwynedd. Uther would doubtless have preferred Merlin to be there. But Merlin had been gone for months, gone it seemed into nowhere, and Morgan, who had learned her skills from Merlin, must take his place but her witchcraft worked, for a child was born alive. 
The scream Norwenna gave at the birth was the shriek of an animal in torment. Nimue told me later that Morgan had caused the pain by wrenching the baby into this world by brute force. The child came bloody from the tormented mother, and Morgan shouted at the frightened girl to pick the child up while Nimue tied and bit the cord. It was important that the baby should first be held by a virgin, but the girl was frightened and fled in tears. The omens were all so very bad. The haloed moon was waning, and the virgins fled from the babe that now began to cry aloud. But crouching near the high king, I saw his tears at the news it was a boy. An heir, Uther said in wonder. The kingdom is safe, Bedwin. Praise God, high lord, it is safe. Edwin.